Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Here's Gulami. Gotta thank God. Not a real simple. More like a freaky simple. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. I think you're having a nervous breakdown. This is a damn fine cup of coffee. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but you are a child plaything! You are a sad, strange thing. Huh? Shut the fuck up, Paul Damien. I'm doing it this time. Alright, hey, hey guys, guys and welcome, welcome back to, to Who Watches the Watchers. The Watchers. Yeah, there we go. Here God, we me, are. Me and Ian are so in sync. This I is love Paul it. Damien. Finishing my sentences over there, bud. This is Ian. And this is Kenny. <laughs> is that going to be our intro? Hell yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, this week we're finally talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh my mm-hmm. God, we've made it. Uh, who is it directed by? Mark? It's not Mark Webb. What's his name? Who's the fucking <laughs> uh, guy that directs these movies? Uh, John Watts. Uh, it is. It's Watts, right? I think so. We were not prepared. We were not. <laughs> I know you guys were all like, "Are you guys ready? You ready?" Oh, I got it. John Watts. <laughs> it is John Watts. <laughs> Sorry, John Watts. Yeah, this is the Watts trilogy. Yeah. It was the mm-hmm. Ramies, the Webs, what? and now the Watts. Yeah, that's right. What's up with that, guys? What's up with, with that? What's up with that? Um, yeah, no, I. It, and this is the most recent. Spider-Man film yeah. at the time of recording this. Exactly. Uh, we're recording this uh, about a week after it came out. Yeah. Did you guys, um, were y'all able to avoid any spoilers before the movie? I I mean. I mean we, there were some things we knew were going to happen in this movie, right? I, mean, I don't know if there was anything that was spoilable. Yeah. Really. You know? Fair enough. Because we are going to talk head to toe about this movie. Yeah, so, so if you have not seen it. Um, Why the hell are you here right now? <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like February. <laughs> yeah, by the time this episode comes out. Um, but yeah, uh, let's 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 get into it. This is the third iteration of the MCU Spider-Man, mm-hmm. starring Tom Holland. It's Zendaya. like his what sixth or seventh movie actually as the character, including Ooh. Civil War, Infinity yeah. Game, so Infinity Game, six. Infinity Games, <laughs> <laughs> Infinity War, and Endgame. Yeah, so this would be six. Sixth. Yeah. Um, how did you guys feel about it? Um, I mean, starting off, I actually, I loved it. You loved yeah. it? Mm. Okay. It. You're usually the it was the hard mainly, to please. Well, yeah. Um, and I can, I, I I guess I can see what y'all were talking about earlier. Y'all kind of hinted towards some issues y'all might have had. Oh, I didn't have any issues. I didn't no. have any issues. No, we were worried about you having issues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, you know CGI and everything. Yeah. But, well, right. There are I mean, a couple of flubber times, yeah. but, but yeah. this movie was phenomenal. Yeah, I loved it. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, let, let, let's, let's just do it. it. Let's I just mean, do this. Yeah, and I loved it too. I could, you know, since I didn't actually just say it just now. I mean, I think then the world. I think the world's reaction to this movie has been pretty on par you know you got mm-hmm. a few variants from it but for the most part i think everyone kind of feels the same way which is that we had a certain hype and it definitely did deliver hit, deliver and even maybe above that for exceed. a lot of people exactly. yes yeah, oh. you know exceed that delivery so i really did love the movie a lot um i've heard you know both sides of the, you know in this one week it's already been out i've already heard kind of both sides of the argument on why it should be completely loved or like lo- like seen as not necessarily the great thing that it's now being stacked up to, but I really um I think this was a very smart culmination of things, you know, mm-hmm, like right. and whether at the end of the day it is kind of a blatant money grab. Right. 
by all means, this is the kind of shit I'm willing to throw my money at. You know what I mean? If there's ever going to be a money grab in the world, this is the one I want to exist. You yeah. know, so at the end of the day, I really think this was a, a big success and something that I'm glad exists for a lot of reasons. And I'm, I'm happy that you said that because it especially within the past like four or five years there's been a shit ton of money grab movies put out there yep and out of all of them this is hands down the best one i agree hands down uh paul damien uh, kenny went ahead and opened this okay can you go ahead uh, and grip it and rip it for me uh, oh fuck, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> fucking right uh no yeah so this movie is fan service yeah. it is yeah. fan service the movie um, but it's part one smart fan service absolutely movie, which it literally it it really felt like they had an idea of the spider-man they wanted by the end of this movie and they knew exactly how they wanted to get there with the pieces they needed to get there and the, through the story that they wanted to tell which was almost like into the spider-verse was like a testing waters mm-hmm. of like can the general populace get get (laughs) the idea that we're trying to paint here Mm -hmm. and when the resounding answer was a yes they were like okay time to call a mr toby and a mr andrew please (laughs) um which is great yeah you know Um, so you're the only one of us who's seen this twice yes now Mm -hmm. i have seen this twice and even after watch number two do you feel like it was definitely like yeah did you have double double thumbs are you you giving it a double thumbs i haven't feel like you've given it so there's there's a lot that i love about this movie i don't dislike this movie i like this movie plenty but at the same time it feels like a serviceable piece that was necessary you know what i mean and and it 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 didn't shock me or surprise me more than it was already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or what I was expecting. Absolutely. Um, but well, one thing we had talked about, you know, before it ever came out, yeah. anything was a big worry of how it was potentially convoluted. It was going to be as far as like making all of this shit make sense from mm-hmm. what we'd seen in the trailer. But, you know, knowing we were going to get these, villains from completely different universes with nothing really in common for whatever reason choosing to come together to fight this but i feel like they did a great job kind of hammering all of that shit out and we really did get for what was the most part a pretty well thought out story that made all of these elements kind of come together in ways that did rationally at least make sense to yeah me. Mm-hmm. so that was something i was impressed by because it was a that was in my opinion the one of the biggest hurdles for them to jump was exactly how are all of these these such yeah. individually minded guys going to come together so instantly, even though they've never even met each other, or yeah. most of them haven't even met each other up until this point, you know? So, um, yeah, uh, the one of the biggest questions I had going into this was okay, this is going to be a multiverse movie. Why the fuck is it only Spider Man villains? Yeah. yeah. And the answer was pretty easily conveyed through Doctor Strange's easy magic, mm-hmm. which is just, oh, anybody that knows who Peter Parker is is coming through. And since the only two cinematic universes that match this universe, it, we ha- we know very intimately those are the only two that are going to make the strongest breakthrough to this universe. You know? So um, I hate to jump to the end, uh-huh. not the end of the movie, but to the after credit scene. Okay. Um, but... Go ahead. I'm With fine. that being said, you said, and yes. Doctor Strange said, everybody who knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man yep. is coming over. Everybody who knows Peter Parker, essentially. Um, why was why was Venom there? Good question. Because Venom doesn't know, in this Venom doesn't know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. 
so no idea so it has no there's no reason for him to come over unless maybe the symbiote knew somehow so, which is what was hinted at the end of let there be carnage wasn't it that yes. the symbiote recognized peter parker on screen he was like this fucking guy you know Fair so enough. i mean that was that was essentially in my opinion them being like he obviously knows who peter is. you know right. that was them filling that gap so that it would make sense that he would be there i guess but isn't that like wasn't he transported to the other dimension and then saw and him? then saw yes. him so what i'm thinking is there's a couple of answers that they could mm-hmm. put in this and that is that somehow the symbiotes are um like a hive mind ish mm-hmm. type of thing well yeah they are where they share like memories at least mm-hmm. and so it's possible that when Tom Hardy came into this universe, the Venom symbiote connected to its network, and maybe there is a symbiote that Tom Holland has interacted with at some point somewhere down the line, and so that's why this symbiote was able to recognize him. But, that is pretty far-fetched. Yeah. But even even that, like you go, mm-hmm. you your arm hurts from reaching so hard, <laughs> but uh-huh. you go through all that, you jump through all these hoops... That still doesn't explain how Tom Hardy got into this universe in the first place. Because he, he still didn't know. Neither of them still... Because even with somehow, that explanation, they didn't know who Peter Parker was. You the, know what I mean? Venom symbiote knew is what my point. And I think that's yeah. the only reason the Let There Be Carnage after credit scene existed like, was to be like, look, he obviously recognizes him for whatever reason. We don't feel like so fully I thought he was just all turned on, on by him. <laughs> Fucking, this guy is a spider. I want to be him. So I think... It, maybe it's possible that Tom Hardy's Venom. I don't remember the first movie, and I don't remember how they in quotes created <laughs> him. And I don't think either of us have actually seen the second movie. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Well, regardless, let's get back to the movie. Well, <laughs> let me yeah. keep talking about Venom. Yeah. Okay, uh, you brought it up. It's possible that this Venom that Tom Hardy has is the Venom that came over in the Sammy Rain mm. Raimi movies. The Sammy Raimi. Oh, oh, okay. Sam Raimi's. Yeah. <laughs> And so he knows a Peter Parker. And so maybe it's an essence that Peter Parker has that somehow the symbiote is able to understand or recognize. recognize. Obviously, some of that's going to be expanded on because we get the little, you know, yeah, the little thing. Which I told you, (laughs) I told you Venom was going to leave him to go to Spider-Man. You're right. Uh, a little bit of it did. Yeah, so te- you technically I'm right. You were a little bit right. Technically I'm right. A little bit of Monica. Just the little right. Um, but I was also right. I'm still right. Which was that Tom Hardy would not be in this movie. He was in the movie. Dang. Uh, kind of. He was but, in the movie. Okay, so he, he was. <laughs> so this is my whole thing that I wanted to talk about was we never got a real <gasps> six. We never got a real no. Sinister Six. Uh-huh. Even though Tom Hardy could have been that sixth member, uh-huh. that's spiritual enough for me. Where it's like, okay, we got six villains, even though one of them wasn't really in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um that's good enough for me. You know what I mean? Like, and see, and I, what I was content with, and since we're kind of just jumping around all over the yeah. places, you know, that was our big thing is how are we going to get this sinister sticks put together? But it's like knowing the only, we only had the five players who is six going to be, but I would say we never even got the sinister five because it's not like they were all really working right. together at any point in time. It was more of just a convenience of knowing where the, the Peters were going right. to be and them just showing up. And cause you even see them kind of fighting amongst each other in that mm-hmm. final kind of sequence. So I thought, once again, all of that was like kind of perfectly hammered out to where I was like, okay, all of this is acceptable to my brain. And it wasn't just them being like, you know what? 
they put us all in these little cells. We should team up. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess that's a solid enough ground for these guys to stand on together, you know? They just but, didn't want to die. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but they all, exactly, it was all for very personal, yeah. selfish reasons. Um, and I just rewatched, uh, well, see, I just rewatched The Amazing Spider-Man 1 last night and realized that he does cure him mm-hmm. at the end of that movie. So that's why it, it made more sense that he mentions remaking a cure that he's already created in the past mm-hmm. before. Because I was like, I didn't think, no, Kurt, yeah. Kurt Connors died at the end of Spider-Man 1. I was pretty sure he'd survive That's it. why I liked his Amazing interaction Spider-Man. with Jamie Foxx, which was like, uh, he was like, Max, do I die? You know, and Max didn't have an answer because there is no answer. He yeah. goes into prison or whatever. Yeah. You know? He just disappears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that they did pretty great with both Kurt Connors and Marco, Marco Kane Marco, uh, the Sandman, yeah. was that, those b- homeboys didn't have to show up for shooting. No. They just lent their voices, and anytime you actually saw their physical bodies, were literally taken from their movies. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime you saw their actual face, it was just pasted onto an animated dummy yeah. kind of guy. Especially the close-ups of Kirk Connor where he's, like, crying and looking up into the air. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say nothing because he can't say anything because it wouldn't go with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They and did I- a really good job. They did a pretty good job, yeah. Uh, this movie did a pretty good job this, with everything, like making everything uh-huh. make sense, you know? Um, I, I love the way they blended things together. I really do. Me too. Um, I love all the villains in this movie. Mm-hmm. They all were characters in this movie, which I fucking loved. It's I loved like Goblin. continuations of mm-hmm. the iterations we had already seen previously. Absolutely. And the, even the ones that were obviously different versions of themselves, like Electro, felt like an organic shift of character where it was like he's getting charged by a different type of power. Oh, it would yeah. create a different kind of him, you know? And, and so I even felt like that was, I was like, good enough. Yeah. That, that works for me, you know? Like, and I, I love that you could see his, like, his. Oh, he even got, like, thing? the little helmet. Yeah. yeah the, the mask. Yeah. I love that. Um, let's. I guess let's talk about this movie in sequential order a yeah. little bit. Let's get back to this. Something uh, we I, I kind of want to talk about is Happy and uh, Aunt May's relationship ending. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I thought it was it was perfect to put that in there. Oh, you weren't yeah. shipping those two. You know, you weren't about that relationship. You're happy they broke up. No, I thought I just thought it was like great, <laughs> great placement to put it mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, Does Happy just have to kind to... of break that apart? Yeah, a little bit. Is he sad, Hogan? Was... Now, yeah. Does yeah. he have to change sad his Hogan. name <laughs> <laughs> to Unhappy Hogan? <laughs> I also just I didn't see a need for that relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, I loved it. I loved those two together, especially because before this movie, it didn't fucking matter. Aunt May was there to be Aunt May well, every now and and again. that's one thing I was going to get into is I feel like Aunt May was a hard right turn in this movie. She was one of the few things that they didn't know what they were going to do with. In the first two films, I really don't think John Watts had it intended that what was going to happen to Aunt May by the end of this was a reality. And so I feel like there was some catching up that was being done in this movie just a little bit to make her more of like a moral center for Peter or more of just like a even like a morally compassed person in and of herself and not just like the cool aunt who slaps butts and dates you know, your cool friend, you know, your cool uh, boss's friend. Like bodyguard. (laughs) Uh, I felt like she just kind of got a little bit more. For sure. Well, you know, in this movie, absolutely. And and, and that kind of goes with what I was saying. Like, I didn't feel like that relationship was even needed. Yeah. Well, that goes with what I was saying, which is it's so 
ancillary and in the corner i don't give a fuck mm-hmm, you enough. know <laughs> um but no marissa tomei has voiced her opinion on how she doesn't do much of anything in these movies and so that's until why, she does <laughs> that's why they i think they did a great job plugging her into a certain role in this movie. Like, okay Definitely. well this is gonna be your last one <laughs> you're gonna complain about how we're portraying you <laughs> um uh uh no but in in the second movie mm -hmm. in what is it far from home Mm -hmm. i always forget that dumbass name she is part of feast and so spider-man is like whenever they do that big thing where he comes out and he gets all those people it's for feast Mm -hmm. right it's so they can get like i guess funding to donations yeah continue doing what they're doing and i thought that that was cool that they kind of already set that relationship yeah, setting up that she's obviously like uh, a yeah. heart, uh, uh, heart not heartless so uh, selfless person yes, <laughs> yes exactly because that's that's what ben and may are mm-hmm, you know what i yeah. mean they're all about like doing what you can for anyone you can and i love that yeah. i love that so much and i love that these movies do a well enough job especially now in retrospect looking back at everything how did how did y'all feel about the way this movie um jumps into it right away like it's kind of like an infinity off. war from Thor Ragnarok where it's, yeah, it's an instant, you know, one step to the next. You yeah. Know, and it's like from the end of the last movie to this movie. It's, I think this movie is blessed and cursed by the, by the fact that it obviously stands on the stilts of all of these other movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? There's literally, you know, I, I loved the, the tweet that was like, so do I have to watch Spider-Man one, two, three, one, two, and then one, two to get Spider-Man three. And it's like, yeah, you kind of yeah. absolutely do actually. Yeah. And, but I mean, that's once again, kind of a great thing and a terrible thing, which is that I love, I love that it builds, it's taken some, it's like, it's like, Infinity War and Endgame, it has taken all of these things to build up into this final moment. And so it's it's such a great payoff and accumulation of things. But at the same time, to just hand this movie to someone who's never seen those other, what, six? I'm bad at numbers. Yeah, seven. <laughs> seven movies. Yeah, yeah. And just put this one in front of them. They'd be like, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand a single thing that's happening right now. You know? Yeah, and, fair enough. Uh, and so that's the one baby weakness but that's not the thing is that's not the point of this movie this point of this movie is to stand on the shoulders of all of these others and yeah. you know mm-hmm. fly them into the gods you know like uh, and so i think that it's great that we don't skip a beat from the moment we find out or the world finds out he's peter parker and then his immediate re- reactions to that you right. know i'd i would have hated to have all of a sudden been like four months later and he's like damn it sucks the world knows i'm peter parker now you know like <laughs> right damn it i love even though we kind of do do get that because this yeah. movie is obviously trying to it jumps through time mm-hmm. where like Absolutely. it starts out like what were they doing summer vacation and then the th- next thing you know they have halloween decorations that need to come down you know what i mean yeah so it's pretty it is, quick pace it is showing the repercussions in time. in a long term yes and i do respect that a lot about this movie uh no i do like that it picks up directly mm-hmm. after the previous one and that's kind of what spider-man movies do the first one picks up after civil war the second one picks up after the end game and then this one picks up after that one you, you know, know my actual <laughs> only problem with it is is that it doesn't pick up at the end of far from home it picks up at the end of far from home's after credit scene and so that's something i even had to explain right. to like my sisters who i'm seeing the movie with tomorrow i was like and make sure you don't stop the movie at the end of the credits there's more stuff once those start rolling and, and important stuff that you need to see to yep. make this make sense fair so. enough <laughs> that's um, very true i'm 
And so where do y'all think? I we'll, we'll get into this later. Never mind. Um, like where it's going after yeah. this. Yeah, we'll, let's we'll, talk we'll about talk about that later. Let's talk about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, but I really felt like uh, I I rewatching Far From Home before experiencing this movie. I mm-hmm. kind of got the Zendaya MJ vibes a little bit more. I felt like because I've had a little bit of a mm. difficult time feeling her into the vibe because I really felt like she was kind of very alien in the first two movies is just being kind of like uh just a weird person who just said weird shit i love know? that and, about and i do love it but it never felt organic if that oh, makes sense you know i always just felt like she felt more like a character you know almost like she belonged on the sinister six and less like a, <laughs> an organic friend to peter you know but i really felt like after rewatching far from home and then a lot of the dialogue between them in this movie i really felt it more you know i think it's extremely teenager mm-hmm. where the first movie she's just like hey i'm here to say cool memes you know and yeah. then the second movie it's like hey i don't know how to talk to you because uh we're starting to realize that we like each other mm-hmm. and then the third movie is like you're my boyfriend and i'm your girlfriend and we love each yeah, other insta love you know <laughs> what i mean and it's like yeah teenager you know what i mean <laughs> like i can't i can see that. i can't disagree that i wouldn't have been the exact same way you know uh, but no, I feel like you really do feel her growth, mm-hmm. even though she is kind of vastly different iterations of this human throughout these three movies, mm-hmm. um, especially by the end of this movie, which is incredible. This movie like supercharges arcs and makes them happen. Fucking go, you know, do it. And it does a great job with the villains, with the heroes, with mm-hmm. Ned, with fucking Doctor Strange, you know. Um, so this movie what 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 chronological order are we going to talk about it in so i guess let's get started to why yeah things are happening which is peter parker gets fucking out at a spider-man yes mm-hmm. damn it <laughs> jay jonah um and so then yeah we kind of get a few months of basically the repercussions of that and the fact that it's not only affecting him terribly but the people around him right. it's affecting may and happy it's stopping mary jane and or mary not mary jane and michelle james yeah jones jones <laughs> damn it mj and ned and, and yes. from being and able peter parker as and well. himself from, from being able to, to go MIT. to college at all really yeah. like they got denied from like every single school because no one wants to deal with their bullshit which yeah. kind of makes sense you <laughs> yeah. know for sure um and so you know he decides like well what can i do but go to my wizard friend and have him cast a spell so that everybody everything gets fixed because i'm a teenager who goes to the most extreme answers for things yes (laughs) yes yes why i think rationally when i have wizard friends (laughs) and i love i love that that gets pointed out out by dr strange yeah where he's like you didn't even fucking ask them to reconsider before you had me do (laughs) fucking spell brainwash the entire world yeah Yeah. it's incredible Uh, i love that the inciting idea comes from a dracula like hanging oh, up for um, halloween direct yeah. decorations oh, are you getting a phone call yeah my mom just called me but i missed it damn oh. it <laughs> call her back oh. she's got to be on this episode hello hey you just called yes i have a birthday request oh what, what is it well you are live on the air with who watches <laughs> the watchers what is your request madam <laughs> I ha- I want a wooden trash can. Can you build it for me? Um, I I can try. Just he, he send trash me- can. <laughs> <laughs> send- supplies. I just need you to make it for me. Well, just like send me like a picture of something that you have in mind, and I'll I'll try to see what I can do. Okay, love you. Bye. All right, love you. Bye.
she has really managed to do this consecutively. Yeah. <laughs> I I think the I think the, it's pizza time. Oh, it is pizza time. But okay. I'm not 100%. Let's let's take a quick break and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about Spider-Man. Well, there's no way home. There is no fucking way home. Really? Hey guys, we're back. Uh let's talk about Doctor Strange in this movie. All right. In in uh, No Way Home. That's what we're yes. talking about right yes. now. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, I love Doctor Strange, and I feel like none of these movies know what the fuck to do with him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, he there's way too serious or like not serious enough about anything. It seems to be like the weird imbalance. That and he was fine. He was both of those in this movie. <laughs> I agree with that too. <laughs> actually, um, he the best I've seen him in any of these movies, and and not even including his own because mm-hmm. frankly it's it's fine. Um, is fucking what is it uh infinity war when mm-hmm. he finally shows how strong he is against uh, thanos thanos yeah i was like damn and i think it's because he's such a hard-hitting powerful dude that it's like these writers are like huh what do we do with dr yeah Shane? should we tie him up for 12 hours over the grand canyon <laughs> that, that way sounds, he can't do anything to stop this that sounds unbelievable yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing he can do to get out of it at all <laughs> All right. <laughs> he doesn't realize he doesn't need a sling ring to teleport. You know, like fuck. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. He is a catalyst in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's all we need him for because yeah. he's not. It's not a Doctor Strange Spider-Man team-up movie. It's a Spider-Man movie, which I was kind of hoping for. But it's fine. I was. It's fine. Definitely mm-hmm. hoping for. Mm-hmm. And once again, being such a powerhouse, he like gave us everything he needed, but mm-hmm. then needed to be put somewhere that he couldn't affect. The yeah. running story because right. exactly it'd just be so easy for him to just be like nope you know yeah. pu- push the button we're done game over you know yeah um i think it's kind of good that they made wong the source for supreme i thought mm-hmm. i actually liked that and, yeah. and, and it makes sense that under the technicality that dr stephen strange didn't exist for five years yeah. so obviously the mantle <laughs> would go on to somebody else <laughs> i just like that because now wong can be you know nick fury of the of the mystic side of this universe while right. dr strange can, fuck around. can maybe have his powers weakened because he's not the sorcerer supreme anymore and he can be just a normal guy experiencing shit now Absolutely. instead of just like i have all the answers and i'm gonna be over here blocking a giant whirlpool yeah. you know what i mean like i don't no, know that makes sense yeah and it's not or it's not gonna be so much like we can guarantee that his next movie won't be so political of like oh you're the sorcerer supreme it's your job to do these things you mm-hmm. know and it can be just more like oh he's just a wizard having fun guys yeah. you know? a wizard like, who fucks up yeah yeah uh, i think it's interesting that you know we're obviously a lot of what we saw in this movie will have to do with his next movie it yeah. seemed like the mm-hmm. obviously the cracking of the multiverses you know mm-hmm. got much greater consequences than just everyone forgetting peter parker you know yeah. So, <laughs> so, what if uh, they do like Secret Wars? So that's probably what all this is trying to go to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, homie, you're laying these tracks to way too fucking early. Can and you way give too us... wide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you guys give us a couple of years in this universe post Avengers? Come on. Like, I don't know. I just feel like we're still talking about the blip. Can we like get yeah, that out for the next big thing? Yeah. Yes. There's. They're already trying so hard, laying heavy, in my opinion, tracks going to the next infinity war end game mm-hmm. type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. They're also laying down so much other shit that it's like, I don't know what they're trying to do. Like an echo TV show. You know what I mean? Like, 
But for all the sins of hell, yeah, Doctor Strange is promoted in this. Once again, I feel like everything that happened was made well enough since even the fact that he would so impractically use this spell or so casually use this spell that we Mm -hmm. experienced, why he would let it be messed with so many times because it is something he sees as a more casual design. But you think at a point he'd be like, okay, no, we're shutting this shit down versus just keep fucking it up comically (laughs) over and over again. Um. Let's talk about another superhero that shows up in this movie and oh, also related the to world's Echo. The fastest cameo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Daredevil is in this show. I loved movie. it. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how quick he came and kind of went in that sense of just there was... I loved it. I yeah. think that was the perfect amount. I agree on. too. Um, in just the sense that there was like not even any like build up to the scene where it was like, oh, we got to get you a lawyer or something. It was just here's the meeting where he's just already talking about the fact that he's safe and has no Dang. more problems. I just, um, I wanted to talk about something else, but you haven't finished Hawkeye. Oh yeah. Oh, so, I know what happens. Yeah. So. Okay. But yeah, so we're getting a so, lot of Netflix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the greater, it's just the greater implications is yeah. what makes me even happier. Um, and knowing that obviously he's going to have to play a huge role in She-Hulk and some of these other stories. And sto- Echo. And, Echo, and there's already rumors that him and Phil Coulson and Quake are going to show up in Secret Invasion. Do you think Wilson Fisk no, will be in it? No, In Secret Invasion? Probably well, not. No, the he's She-Hulk. Be, Sorry. No, I think he's going to be in Echo. Oh, okay. And he's most likely going to be in the future of Spider-Man, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but let's, yeah. So Daredevil is confirmed in this movie. And it was a great little cameo. I loved, well, and I loved having it just be Matt Murdock. You know, we didn't yeah. even get Daredevil except for the brick. You know yeah. what I mean? Which mm-hmm. was just the small He's a scene, really good lawyer. He's a great yeah. lawyer, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, it was a great line. <laughs> I thought so, too. Yeah. So, no, I really did love it. It was just like. Yeah, that was one of the few times that I was, like, kind of barking like a seal, you know, like the rest of the audience. Okay, so (laughs) first time I watched this, I watched this twice in the theaters. First time, everyone was so loud cheering the whole fucking time that I didn't hear half of everyone's dialogue when they showed up. You know, because we get a couple of other cameos that are longer extended stays that when they show up, people are cheering for so long. I didn't fucking hear what they were saying. PSA to anybody who doesn't know any of us personally, we fucking hate people making a lot of noises in movies <laughs> and who, shut up. who the fuck are you clapping for yeah, yeah. no one up. who made this movies in the theater hearing you right now shut yeah. the fuck up let's hear the movie <laughs> i've never understood why people clapped at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah and i that too why do people applaud the end yeah. of a film you know <laughs> but, so i think it all stems well at least here in this yeah universe and in, in this time period that we're in it all stems from those viral videos of people cheering during endgame mm-hmm. when Cap says Avengers Assemble or he picks up Mjolnir or whatever the it, fuck. It's meant and to be community. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like people, they're like, I'm desperate to be part of that now. And so they're like, let me do it during Spider-Man, please. Look how happy we all are. This is happening. Let me make physical noise to represent it. <laughs> I actually had a pretty good viewing experience really? when I went. Um, and that was because everybody seemed to be as into the movie as me and Amber were. Good. So everybody around us was ooing and aahing at the exact same things that me and Amber were. Were they cheering? Not like, not to the point where I couldn't hear the movie. They were like, oh yeah. I that's it. I saw it in a much smaller theater. And so that's why I, in spite of everyone being idiots, I could still hear the entire Mm -hmm. film. Uh, There was just a guy who yelled two things that I thought were completely nonsensical. And to jump ahead just a little bit to one of them, which was just that the whole encounter with uh, Electro and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Andrew Garfield, where he's like, oh, I wish you were black. The guy was like, there is a black one. He literally yelled that to the entire theater. And I was like, 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's obviously not in this universe, <laughs> We're all which is what of. he was getting. <laughs> yeah. That was his point in the movie. That was, thank you for getting the Easter egg for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he even says it, maybe there is a universe where Spider-Man's mm-hmm. black. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so beyond our, all of our viewing experiences. <laughs> so the second time I saw this movie, it was much quieter. Okay, um, that's good. Except for when the other Spider-Men show up, but I'll bring that up later. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I did get to see this interaction with Daredevil, or with Matt, finally with our characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and he implies that Happy Hogan is going to need to like, lawyer up. Yeah. And he's going to need a really good lawyer. And he's like, well, can't you help me? And he's like, you're going to need a really good lawyer. <laughs> and so I'm hoping... That's what She-Hulk is going to be? Well, it could very well Ooh. be She-Hulk. She-Hulk is probably going to lead into Armor Wars as well. Oh, okay. So there's this whole Tony Stark thing uh-huh. where Stark Industries has been somehow compromised Sold, or yeah. some shit. And Damage Control is like suing people and shit like this. And Happy Hogan has the stolen tanning bed of magic yeah. technology. <laughs> Um, powered by an arc reactor <laughs> exactly yeah. um but so he could lawyer up with jen walters definitely for sure he could be with she hulk for sure but i'm hoping she's against him and his counsel will be foggy oh <laughs> oh shit because john favreau played foggy nelson in the ben affleck bat that's Daredevil. so true <laughs> That'd be so great. <laughs> That's what really, I'm hoping for. It's really Happy Hogan defending yeah. uh, fucking... Uh, well, it's it's Foggy. It's Foggy defending Foggy, basically, yeah. yeah. Foggy defending ha- Happy. Ha- who used to be Foggy. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. That'd and, actually be kind of great. And that She-Hulk is like the lawyer for damage control or some shit. And they do like a little Easter egg. He's like, have we met before? Like, between <laughs> yeah. Happy and Foggy. You just seem so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> They like drink coffee. They spill coffee on their shirt the same way or something. <laughs> or he's like hands in the mustard by accident. <laughs> yeah. Instead of sugar. Yes. If they reference that movie at all, yeah. great. Marvel has will, done everything right at this point. I yeah. will cry tears of happiness for sure. Yes. I actually rewatched that movie recently. Really? Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie. Because I, I was on Hulu and I was like, it, it just suggested a bunch of movies. I was going through them and I was like, fucking Ben Affleck Daredevil. It's been a while. <laughs> Watching yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man when Gwen's father dies and they're having his funeral at the end i was like dang evanescence should be playing right now it's a, father, it's a father's funeral in a marvel movie yeah. <laughs> it, now we need a montage of fucking emma stone like doing ninja moves out of nowhere like becoming spider yeah. <laughs> yes yes no she's electra uh now she is electra she's electra stacy um or gwen nachos yeah gwen nachos <laughs> um, <laughs> i love it yeah. Gwen Lectra, I guess is what she'd even have been called. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange breaks the multiverse because Fucking of idiot. Peter. And so there's there's good precedent to this because yeah. Peter went there to do time reversal. Mm-hmm. He was like, you mm-hmm. got the time stone, right? He didn't even think about it. And then that's when Doctor Strange pitches the, the spell of Kafka, mm-hmm. which is a reference of some other story I don't know of because... Some Kafka. Yeah. Something Kafkaesque. Yeah. Exactly. Um and that's when he suggests it and so pete's like okay we'll do that and so he hasn't even put any thought into it yet and that's what this movie does smartly where it's like you know of course a kid who's just thinking on the edge of his seat like he's not gonna consider every possible because that's how he lives exactly and so it breaks the spell and people who know the name peter parker start bleeding over 
And I thought that that was the perfect way to explain off why it's only these villains. Yeah, you know, I agree. Honestly, and, and it's almost like whenever they're mm-hmm. the villains are consciously thinking about Peter Parker that they come over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyway, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say honestly, I genuinely love the fact that um that it's all Peter's fault. Because this Peter Parker needed something like this. He needed that, oh, I let Uncle Ben moment die. I let Gwen Stacy moment. He needed this to push towards being more of a mature character. Mm -hmm. I agree. And they did it so well. Because because he's such a stupid kid that just wants to do whatever he wants in this movie at the beginning... That it, you know, his world comes crashing down around him, which arguably that's what his his other movies had the same thing, but not to this scale. Yeah. You know, and so with it ending, accumulating to Aunt May's death. Yes. um, Spoilers. (laughs) Sorry, but that's. I'm just kidding. That's like the the biggest change. That's his Uncle Ben moment. Yes, for sure. So now he can move forward and become adult Spider-Man like a lot of us actually want. College Spider-Man at least. Right. You know, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, you're right. This movie is a. It's almost like these. This trilogy is a retelling of Peter's origin, stretched, stretched, epically. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. And it's it's because it's almost like, oh, we're getting so far into it. But I, I this is something that I've been thinking a lot about. Where it's now we get to have street level Peter Parker fighting Kingpin and Vulture again and Hammerhead and Tombstone and Silvermane and whoever is Scorpion. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I would like to see? Mr. Negative. Just to yes. one other. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a that there was a, a picture where they showed Peter Parker and then they did it like a negative photo of him. And in my head I was like, maybe that's a hint towards Mr. Negative. Oh, it you I know what you're talking about. That yeah. that could be a hint. I yeah. mean, Mr. Negative, I don't remember his actual name, but he's like part he's associated yeah. with Feast. Yeah. So that we see Feast is in this movie. Um I'm, no, but like I see what you're saying. Like this is all been what well, we thought we got mm-hmm. the origin story skipped. We thought okay, we don't need the origin story. We've already gotten it twice. So this is Peter Parker already established as Spider-Man, but in reality this has been we haven't gotten Spider-Man until the end of this movie, I'd even argue. Right. This entire time has been a lead up for Peter Parker to become the true Spider-Man that is the character that we know and love. Right. Well, you know, he had to go the, the, all the, through all the Tony Stark stuff. I'd argue all this time through Infinity War and everything, he never truly was Spider-Man. He was Spider-in-training man, you know? Yes. Yeah. But it's also a great way that we get to see him interact Holy with shit. Captain America mm-hmm. and what happened. No, I just thought of something going. Okay, but no, like it's <laughs> it's it, mind blown over there. It's mm-hmm. it we got our cake and we got to eat it too mm-hmm. because we get to see him interact with Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, all these characters that we know we can't keep forever. Yeah. And then also after all of that, ooh, after all of that, we get origin. <laughs> we get fucking street level Spider-Man. He he can be with Daredevil. He can fight Punisher, you know? And it'll feel like it makes sense and yeah. not that he's already done all these insanely high scale things. Why would he be down here on the street fighting cat robbers, you know, cat yeah. burglars? <laughs> They're robbing cats. I felt like this movie was a bit of a cleanup movie. It is. Um, and the reason is kind of to what you were just saying um, about like everybody knowing fuck about the whole like Tony Stark thing right. and him being the next Tony Stark that 
that thing kind of upset me. You know, in the first place with the other, the last movie. Yeah. Um, where he's the next Tony Stark. Well, now they kind of that's that's gone. Yeah. yeah. He's no longer the next Tony Stark because nobody even knows who the fuck he is anymore. So I I I wonder if that was part of the plan, or if I, they got so much shit about it that they changed that. I feel like it had to have been part of the plan. You think so? You think so? Because I feel like this movie's kind of the opposite. This movie feels like it was too perfectly put together. To have been a rush job of like, oh shit, we need to fix things we've done before. I think for sure, by the time they started the Mysterio one, they knew that they were going to give out his or, or his uh, identity by the end of it. And I'm sure they had one moment in time, the story where Doctor Strange does this for Peter mm-hmm. to get his identity wiped. I'm... Confident that they knew what they were doing. That at the beginning of introducing Mysterio, they were like, "He's gonna oust Spider-Man, and we're gonna fix him in the next one." I'm confident. There's no possible way these movies don't line up this perfectly. You know, like how when- it does feel like you can watch them back to back and it being one full movie. Definitely that for sure. Now, yeah, yeah but w- when I, when his identity was ousted at the pre- at, at at the end of the previous movie, uh-huh. I was dumbstruck. I was like, "What the fuck are they going to do now? They're going to kill him. It's going to be death of Spider Man. We're going to get Miles." I would then still enjoyed watching that for sure. <laughs> but then into the spider verse did so fucking well i was like oh they're not gonna put miles mm-hmm. in yeah, here they yet. can't pull miles there's out no of that. fucking yeah. way there's there's no way for them to do a live action interpretation of miles morales after that did so fucking well exactly well and it, at it, least for now yeah because any differences between them they'd be like well why isn't it the end of the spider verse miles you know why yeah. isn't he more like this version that we all have learned to love and accept as the real thing mm-hmm. you know? yeah and so yeah, coming into this movie, before we had heard that Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina were coming back, I was I was dumbstruck. I didn't understand what they were going to do. I thought they had strayed so far away from the comics that it was just going to be all new shit that we were never going to see comics-accurate Spider-Man ever again. And they did the exact opposite. They did their own version of Spider-Verse and fixed Peter Parker by the end mm-hmm. of the movie. And it's like they managed to take their own river, but then find a small canal back to the main river. Yeah. Somehow that none of us realized they even got on. So they're like, oh, we're back. And we're like, what the fuck? Where'd y'all come from? <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it really found it back on track to what feels like you're right. A much more honest to God, Peter Parker. You know what yeah. I mean? Like our true 616 Peter, you know, and this story gets there. And that's an amazing feat to have done where you're right by the end of Far From Home. It was like, where the fuck are they going to go from here? What could we possibly get that's going to feel like a grounded story that would come from a Spider-Man story? And this somehow fits the bill pretty well. And even still dealing with the epic scale things of like Doctor Strange magic and the multiverse breaking open with weird white things like trying to break through to him. Did you recognize any of them? Some of them were Scorpion and... There were people who knew yes. Spider-Man. So oh, really? I saw Scorpion, Rhino, Black Cat, yeah. Craven. No shit. Oh, yes. okay. See, I didn't actually pay that much attention. The first time we saw one, when Doctor Strange collapsed the uh-huh. the spell into the octahedragon or whatever the fuck, um, and you saw the one white person, I was like, oh, that's a Beyonder. I was for sure that was a Beyonder we're going to Secret Wars sooner than later. I was thinking maybe it's a Watcher. Well, so well. upon the second viewing, it was the lizard. And oh, so really? The, 
<laughs> the lizard was the first one to get through, and of course, Doctor Strange is the first one to capture him. And he had, oh my god, the fact that Doctor Strange had to fight the lizard <laughs> is kind of hilarious. Just yeah. going into it, not knowing what the fuck he's dealing yeah. with, that's kind of hilarious just to fucking think about. I know, because if you think about it, there's no, like, fucking super villains in that's this so universe. It's always a dude with a gun or a super suit yeah, or some like shit, that, you know? That's so, like sci-fi and obviously there's sci-fi things in the marvel universe mm -hmm. but that's so weirdly sci-fi yeah that it's dr strange has never seen anything like yeah. that except for in a fucking movie <laughs> for sure. you know if he even if that man even watches movies can you imagine <laughs> even if we had tom holland spider-man have to experiment at first he'd be like what the fuck why is godzilla here yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? like, it would have been very confusing and all banter because we know like <laughs> alien exists in yeah. the marvel universe now because of fucking stupid infinity war um and, <laughs> and that's like your ache I, real quick, I'm probably in the minority on this, but I I really like the Tom Holland Spider Man, and I've I've said that since the first movie came I don't, out. You're and not in the I've, minority when it comes to. I've gotten a lot of pushback, and you're not anymore. Know. Interesting, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> but like I've ever since I first said it till now, I've had plenty of people push back that, and maybe it's just nostalgia mm -hmm. that people hold on to. I think it's people to, our age because I love the Tom Holland Spider Man because I. I feel like he's a good Spider-Man. I feel like the character that he's portraying is a great Spider-Man. Even though we've waited this long to get the Spider-Man we really want, the, I think he did an amazing job as Spider-Man as being kind of a quirky Peter Parker. So um, if you go on Twitter right mm -hmm. now, you're in the majority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're talking to, I guess, people our age, you're in, I guess, the minority. Yeah, and um, I mainly talk to people our age. So true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I at the end of this movie, when he's in the, the bodega talking to Zendaya mm -hmm. uh, uh, on the other side, I was like, oh, that's Peter Parker. That, mm -hmm. the, for sure, this, the clothing he was wearing, his mannerisms, I was like, oh, no, he's actually Peter Parker now. Like, for the first time... Well, no, that's not true. In the back of Vulture's car, he's Peter Parker. He's also Peter yeah. Parker, yeah. And then when he's trapped under the rubble and the water's pouring out oh, him... God, he's Peter Parker. Oh, he God. is Peter Parker. Dude, Homecoming. Yeah. Rewatching that movie to lead up to this movie, I just want to touch on really quick. I was blown away at how much I fucking loved the rewatch of that film. Yeah? I really think far from home is the weak link out of the three Definitely. kind of blatantly but uh, yeah rewatching homecoming i was like fuck this is a good ass movie i mean it's just so contained and well told and gives us you know still and a very grounded spider-man even having come off the heels of civil war where we already see him getting all of this you know yeah. like i mean a spider or a tech a stark spider suit and stuff yeah mm -hmm. it still manages to do a good job of making it feel like a very you know amateur peter and i fucking loved it i really did and it really exactly gets the feels going i mean that the moment of like come on come on spider-man yeah come on spider-man <laughs> you know, like come on spider-man um really i was kind of blown away so i think i mean I, you're right i think john watts has a big love for the character and kind of knew what he wanted to do with it and it just was his own unique thing you know mm -hmm. he really wanted to tell the story in a not necessarily a more grandiose way but in a way that's exactly more stretched out and maybe more done to fit the mcu instead of trying to so heavily hammer in mm -hmm. peter parker's already traditional story into right. what it, where it might not have cookie cut into so well you know so i think i heard heard rumors that a lot of his origin like uncle ben dying and all that mm -hmm. stuff was nixed on the sony side 
the Sony, hmm. I think it was Avi Arad, said that if we're going to do a partnership, you can't do any of that shit again. And, and so it, this movie, you see it at the very ending before it shows the Wanda or the in multiverse mm-hmm. madness. You see a big thank you to Avi Arad, like for all your, tri- uh, you know, tribulations and everything. And it's like, oh, I think that I think they stopped working with him. I think like somehow they were Dude, able to. OK, because when I saw that, me and Amber was like, did he die? Yeah. <laughs> me and Amber looked it up right then and to there. Them, and we're like, yeah. Oh, no, he's not dead. Why? <laughs> I guess he just did the other Spider-Man. Like, that's what yes. we were like. So he's he's kind of a prick to work with. Yeah. And he's very particular. Um, but I think somehow through negotiations somewhere, Amy Pascal became like the sole executor between Sony and Marvel during mm-hmm. this. And so Avi Arad was finally like cut out of the equation. And so that's why they were able to kind of build up to this new Spider-Man status quo, basically. I'm excited for it. That's too. hilarious. Dude, I'm so excited. Okay, let's talk about the villains. Yeah, let's um, talk about the villains. Let's talk about some of the banter between yes. know, some of the villains yeah. and characters because that's some of the best in this. Yes. You know, it's what makes this movie shine and why I think people are like, this shit's fucking great. It's just all the conversations between everybody in this fucking movie are fucking god tier between Tom Holland, Peter, and the villains, between the villains and each other, yes. between Ned and the villains. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's banter in this movie is fucking great and feels plucked right out of comic books and that's what was one of the most refreshing things for me is i was like giggling my way through this movie anytime we were talking to each other because it all felt so organic and real and once again so much of it was just blatant fan service but done so intelligently that it wasn't like oh this is fucking the millennium falcon you know they're like oh don't look at that junk ship (laughs) yeah camera turn millennium falcon you know it's just like ah you know like it all this felt just nice just smooth butter just over the bread you know just fucking I loved it. Um, Yeah, let's talk about uh, who's your favorite villain in this movie, Paul Damien. Um, probably probably Osborn. Yeah, yeah. Is it a resounding? Yeah, gotta get up to the good fucking job dude alfred molina too though because i was honestly doc Ock. for someone who was only there Mm -hmm. for the paycheck he fucking gave it his (laughs) all you know what i mean um but but yeah no willem dafoe like i thought he was good in fucking sam raimi spider-man like no he was even better yes he's he makes me cry he's so fucking so good um yeah no uh Everyone in this movie, all the villains, even if it's just voice work between Lizard and 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 uh, Sandman, mm-hmm. it was so fucking good, dude. Uh, Jamie Fox brings on so much more charisma. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So something that I'm a little bit hoping for, mm-hmm. um, something I wanted to talk about earlier, but wanted to wait till we got here. Okay. <laughs> um, but is as far as the where this is going, yeah. like in this universe, I'm really hoping that they have Spider-Man meet up with his universe's Osborn. If there is that's, one, that's you a know, big and question. stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I would like him to go up to his own Green Goblin. I think that would be very interesting because he's encountered this one. Right. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either, but I would like it. That's and what I'm saying. That's <laughs> a, that is a bummer on my end too, is that now that we've <clears throat> given him all these villains, I don't think they're going to happen in this universe. And it is sad. Are they fucking armadillo? No, we're gonna get hopefully Kingpin. Yeah, and all of like the it's gonna be like black crime cat wave and, type yeah, of shit. Black Kingpin, cat, Punisher, Silver Sable. Yeah. Well, hopefully not Silver Sable. She's a little <laughs> goofy. In if my that's opinion. the case, they probably will do Negative Man. I think so. Yeah, Mister Negative. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah no, I, I thought Native about... Negative man is somebody completely different. <laughs> I think that's DC. Um, I thought about that, too. When, when he had so much interaction with this Norman, and Norman was like, you know, if you're willing to commute to a new, you know, universe, you can always get a job with me at Oscorp. Dude, you, you've um, been on point with fucking voices. <laughs> like, when I did the... the this city! Yeah. yeah. You're, you're somewhat of an impressionist yourself, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess I am. Uh, no, but I it it brought tears to my eyes. Like it was so good getting to see them work mm-hmm. on the the fucking stark tanning bed in Happy's apartment. The the three to of actually them. get Norman mm-hmm. and yeah and uh, Peter working together in in a way that was actually like real and healthy. You know, well, real and healthy yeah. and, <laughs> until it wasn't. Yeah. Um, no, it was it, real unhealthy. Even the fact that honestly. Um, Osborne and Octavius knew each other, and we never really got to see that in the Raimi films. Yeah, was still somehow nostalgic. You yes. know what I mean? I and agree. It, That's so true. And it's like, oh, my heart hurts. Like I love these men, and I hate them at the same time, <laughs> and I love them again. And it's just like, oh, it, it's so good. And the I remember, I didn't cry during the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. but I remember when Pete saves Osborne, fixes his chip. I looked over to no, Ashley. Octavius. Octavius, yeah. yeah. I looked over at Ashley and she was crying and I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is incredible. This is fucking next level shit. The fact that instead of just fighting them like a superhero would do, he decides to save them because that's what Aunt May asks him. So let's talk yeah. about that a little bit because that is the big thing that makes Doctor Strange the big fucking tool in this movie and makes Peter the what is honestly the most Peter Parker thing we've ever seen is his choice to be like, yeah, I could just push this really convenient button and send all these guys back, but fucking half of them are going to die instantly. They're literally in their death moment yeah. when they got brought here. That's fucked. Yeah. What if I like turn their shit off and then send them back maybe they won't die you know mm. like i just want to help these dudes before and that's just that that right there is fucking spider-man oh, in my yeah. opinion like yeah. more than any other story i think we've ever even seen on the screen to this day that's spider-man at yeah. the end of the day is like fuck that i'm not gonna just go with the easy option and let them die i'm gonna do what i can to save everybody even if it's sacrificing myself to the greatest of extents mm-hmm. you know and i fucking love that i think that's where i truly got invested in this story because seeing the trailer and being like why the fuck are him and <laughs> dr strange fighting yeah. each other i also ate up the that we never left New York. We got a fucking the Grand Canyon and all this shit, and we never left New York. I was yeah. like, I fucking love Doctor Strange so goddamn much. Yeah, <laughs> I, know. Um, I fucking ate that entire sequence up because we did and we didn't leave. You know, like yeah. the very very area the whole fight started in. Um, but yeah, I mean that's where my heart truly got invested in. So no, straight up when Doc was getting was like, oh my god, it's so quiet. I literally was like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so I was, happy for you, Otto. I cried the second time because I knew I was allowed to cry. The first time I was analyzing everything. The second time I was feeling everything. Um, and so yeah, that that's, I, I cried like a baby when Aunt May died. Oh mm-hmm. well, we're getting there. Um, spoilers. So the moment it happened, there's um. I love the spider sense moment where we yes. find out where Norman is being a fucking little tool bag. You know, the mm-hmm. goblin has returned. You know, yeah. but I like that entire sequence of like, okay, what. 
what's he's going just wrong. Looking at everybody. Oh, and like weirdly, I was convinced it was gonna be something Jay Jonah was doing because he's oh. like infiltrating the building at the same time. But so it was like I was even kind of in like a moment of like, where is this gonna go? Yeah. So the moment he just webs Norman's hand, and it's like, oh no, yeah. you know, it's like oh, I'm sure all of us. I knew is, the whole yeah. time. No, I as soon as I saw him. Like, be like, well, what the fuck's going on? Because I it, knew. It's foreshadowed when um, Octavia says, are you ready, Norman, to mm-hmm. be a full man again? Yeah. Or to be yourself again? And and Norman was like, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. He doesn't really say that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that's when I was like, oh, he's coming back. Gobby's mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah, because he... the thing is, the movie allows you to believe that he left. And I think it is confirmed that he left because he smashed the mask. Yeah. It was mm. like the Spider-Man No More scene where he leaves the suit in the trash can. Yeah. He smashes the mask on the side of the dumpster and ends up at feast and, and steals donuts. And it's not like he did that in front of other people where he's like, I am Goblin No More. Smash. <laughs> he like, did it in such a personal environment. Exactly. Where it's like, this no is... one was seeing him yeah. do it, you know? So it's like it was true. I never got a hint that the Goblin was completely gone, though, even after that. Really? Because you immediately hear the Goblin laughing. You immediate he smashes yeah. the mask and the goblin's just still laughing and like you really think you can well, get yeah. rid of me. He can't kind of he thing. can't you know, outrun him. Either. But I think he was so much just purely beautiful Norman. Yeah. Almost mm-hmm. there are times until... he can over claim his body from yeah. it. You know what I mean? I'd like to believe it's the moment he sees Octavius change is when he's like, Oh no. I have to be the goblin. Again. Oh, really? And I yeah. almost feel like it is that line from Otto where he's like, you ready to be a man again? And I think the Green Goblin has such like safety features set in place oh. that just those words were such he a trick. He just says cell door and then, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got to wake up. They're trying to get rid of me right now. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah, and then obviously the uh, unsurety of Electro getting rid of his powers after he feels such beautiful yellow power mm-hmm. instead of blue power. <laughs> that stark energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Sandman is just like, I just want to go home. Yeah. And I don't even... <laughs> so I'm I don't trying even, to see my daughter. I fucking loved his yeah. whole thing throughout. What is his real name? Is Kane Marco? Kane yeah. Marco. I yeah. love Kane Marco's whole bit throughout it, which was exactly... He was like, I don't give a fuck about any of you. Can you send me home, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't even realize the price that he has to pay, which is like, give up Sandbody. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's just like, I want to go home. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're talking about falling into vats of eels or super colliders i thought that was so good too gotta be, like, careful yeah, gotta be careful where you fall careful where you fall man the banter yes. the banter in this movie is just so fucking good just yeah you gotta be careful where you fall and i think i think that's what makes it so spider-man because yeah. spider-man's all about that little banter you yep. know mm-hmm. every spider-man comic that we've read i've i've fallen Giggled. in love with all the banter <laughs> yeah. man Um, And so the goblin fucking kills Aunt May, basically. There's a scene when the whole, Happy's whole apartment is going up, where Electro blasts the shit out of Octavius, and then Octavius runs. Yeah, he just takes off. You're. it's kind of making you speculate, like, oh no, he broke his chip again. Electro just fried his chip again. Because that's basically what happens in the fucking Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. 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 Well, this is a better chip. This is a Peter chip. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) This is 10 years of advance or 15 years of advancement since then. In a world where Stark exists. Exactly. Arguably, the technology in this universe is way more advanced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he holds the arc reactor at the end of the movie is all the sun in the palm of your hand. I was like, damn, that's good, dude. That's what he was trying to create. Literally. Somebody did it and it's so Look how good this shit looks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
So good. So good. Uh, but then yeah. or- Norman, he suits up and he starts suplexing Spider-Man through the floors. Dude, that fight scene where they're just going through the, the yeah. floor. We just Amazing. watched the music yeah, video. Yeah, we watched right? the music video. <laughs> turned out for what? Like, you stole my fucking joke. God damn it. I was getting there. Sorry. <laughs> my own brain connected it in that moment. But yes. Yes. <laughs> they, um, they started to turn down for what? Yes. yes and I loved it. I really did. I dude, when he's punching him and Norman's like smiling in between the punches, I'm like, dude, this is the fucking greatest fight I've ever seen. Like that's the goblin right there. Well, it's a better Joker than any Joker we've ever seen. <laughs> that's, I like, that's, you say that every time. That's what. Well, that's what me and Amber were saying. Mm. We we're like, holy shit! If Willem Dafoe wanted to, he could be the best Joker to ever to ever be. He that's is, true. and he's never even played the role. So that's exactly. That's why he's uh, Norman Osborn. Um, sure, the better Joker character. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, uh, but no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, yes. all the acting was so authentic and fucking felt so real in that moment that you're like, fuck, like what a what a presence that this Peter's never, like how you were talking earlier, this is stuff that they've never been really put up against before. He's yeah. never had a villain that was like this, yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, like Thanos was obviously such a epic force of evil but for with, everybody but in like a rational way where this is obviously the complete opposite where this is, this is just chaotic evil yeah, this, this is, is evil chaos. for the sake of being evil you know and so i think even for our peter it's such a hor- oh, probably a horrifying thing to be experiencing where it's like this guy's fucking loving this shit what the fuck is going on right now i mean it's to the point where peter's like i need to kill this guy <laughs> you know yeah um but yeah and so fucking aunt may Fight? Does she fight? I'm trying to even remember her the, exactly how this. She's so, she tries to defend Peter. So he suplexes him through all the floors. Yeah, they, they end the up on the very floor. bottom. Aunt May is already down there because she was running for a while, and he she has the synthesized like D Goblin formula. That's right. That's what it was. And yeah. of course Norman was working on it with, in tandem with Pete and Otto, and so it's not gonna work because he's put safeguards into it to where it's ineffective. Yeah. And so, in turn, and I love that they smash his mask. As much as I love that fucking mask, we get to mm-hmm. see Norman Osborn's face throughout all of this. He gets to emote. He gets to be fucking mm-hmm. fu- uh, Willem Dafoe in his fullest. Which I imagine he wanted. You exactly. know? Yeah. And so, he brings the glider around. It cuts open at May pretty good. And she doesn't even realize the... Extent of her damage. Yeah, yeah she doesn't even uh, understand how hurt she is because all she's doing is all she's running on is mom's strength in these moments i was kind of like thrown off for a moment i was like there's no way that she's not dying right now after yeah. she got hit by the glider i was like she has to die like they they made such a point of telling norman earlier you got impaled and killed by your own glider yeah. like there's no way that the green goblin the goblin with his ego wouldn't try to use that against spider-man you know what i mean yeah, yeah. And so she drops the iconic line yeah. oh, in yeah. her own words, you know, which you might it's, remember. It's the, it's the original words from the original comic. Really? And so Sam Raimi has then modified it to be with great power comes great responsibility. But the original telling is with great power, there must also come great responsibility. Dang. And so and- he gets his Uncle Ben moment. <laughs> and it's Aunt May. And it's Aunt mm-hmm. May. And it's beautiful. And it's honestly great. It made me cry. It's incredible. And it works. I I feel like I'm crying. I feel like I'm about to cry way more right now talking about it (laughs) than when I was watching it for some reason. And I think I, funny enough, I think I love it just a baby bit more 
than the traditional Ben story, which is just more of the fact that this isn't necessarily a bad choice that Peter Parker's made. It's just an incredibly hard and sacrificial choice to help these villains that he's convinced he can do better by. Um, but in turn, it obviously costs him everything, you know, to try to make that it choice. Well, arguably the bad choice was having the spell done in the first place. True. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, and it's like how we all got kind of melancholy for it, the anime it, part. <laughs> it's because it's real. Um, and, and it's, it's fucking so good. Mm-hmm. Um, on the way out, uh, Otto drops some goblin bombs, some pumpkin bombs, blows up a few cop cars, fucking electro and Sandman storm out and the lizard breaks through the feast van mm-hmm. and J. Jonah Jameson's just like, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> like he was just chilling in the van the whole time. He didn't want to come up. He was like, no, I'm good. I think um, they, they just, he didn't want to be there <laughs> to get cured. Yeah. And so they were like, well, we got to take him with us. You know? <laughs> we're not going to leave him here. Which I think was kind of stupid. They totally yeah, could have just left him in the cell. They should have for sure just <laughs> for left sure. Him Left them all in the cells, gone to the apartment, made the stuff. And yeah, then... but it would have had to have been Osborne and Peter... Because he needed Osborne's help. Oh, and Otto's, yeah. for that matter. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, the, all the villains have escaped and gone their separate ways, which is funny to me because it's like, the fuck they do in those hours between? Yeah. May has hit the mat. She's uh, down and out. She she has passed. And we see Happy realize what has happened. And he's Okay, like, that was one thing I thought was a baby bit goofy, was that there's so many cops and everything outside the building, and he perfectly drives up right in front of him. He's like, what's going on? And then they're like, stop, what are you doing? He's like, what was he doing? Well, he and did, did he, it to, did to he, help Spider-Man escape. That's what I'm saying. How would he have escaped? They were surrounded by cops. He immediately gets pulled out of the car right after that. I thought it was good. You think so? Yeah. I, I mean, was... I felt the emotional pull, but I was like, that just felt a little weird that he's so conveniently pulled up right in front of the, you, a it, building you... that just like exploded out in front of itself. Yeah. And he just got you brought this up uh, during the Hurt Locker episode, too. Really? <laughs> yeah, where a guy drives in where there shouldn't be yeah. a guy yeah. driving. <laughs> like, how do these people get their vehicles <laughs> in these places? There was a cop barricade around the whole area. And he's just like, what's up? I, I made it. <laughs> I don't think the cops were there yet. No, they, yeah. They, they had just shown up practically when he was showing. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and the only barricade. That was there was the fucking blown Daily up Bugle. Building. <laughs> Daily Bugle. I mean, he, he's driving an SUV. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but I like that he was able to visually see Peter, and that was his goodbye to Peter. Was like sacrificing himself, mm-hmm. like putting himself in harm's so way. P- Spider Man can get away. And I really enjoyed that because the next time we see them interact, they he ain't know him no more. That's so true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we get to then have both the other Spider-Men show up. In Ned's grandma's apartment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of memes about this scene. Uh-huh. Where, um. Oh, also Ned's magic. Yeah. Yes. Where Ned is <laughs> using the sling ring. Yeah. To, to, you know, he's like, give me Peter Parker. Yeah. Whatever. And I've seen a lot of memes where it's, uh, fucking, <laughs> it's either Andrew Garfield or um, Toby McGuire yelling at the paparazzi. Oh, <laughs> so it'll, it'll be like, "Give me Peter Parker." It's like, "Get the fuck out of the way!" Can't you see I'm trying to fucking drive? Like, <laughs> um, in my theater, the second time, there was a kid obviously recording a TikTok while this scene was happening because uh, just like two seconds too late, they would then shout out. Oh look, it's Andrew when it was Toby Maguire. Or oh it's Toby whenever it was Andrew. Uh what's his name? Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. 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 Toby Maguire. Yeah. 
and I, it was pretty annoying when they when they started doing the give me peter parker did you know that that yeah was that your sign like this is, oh yeah. this is where they're going to introduce them yeah the second it opened up and it was a spider-man in costume i was yeah. like oh yeah that's that's yeah. Oh, yeah and it was andrew's costume yeah with was the like, big Whoa. white eyes yeah. and everything um no but the second time ned was doing it he was he sounded like he was saying porker <laughs> and i thought it was going to open up to a tv on in an apartment or somewhere, and it was going to show John Mulaney as Spider-Ham on hilarious. TV. And he was just going to be like, oh, I'm in the wrong movie. I'm sorry. And then <laughs> yeah. Toby would step out and be there. That would have been, oh my that God, that been kind of great. amazing. Yeah, Because I swear he was saying, give me Peter Porker. <laughs> give me Peter Porker. You know, or show me Peter Porker. I, I really I really love the interactions between the, all the Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I especially loved Andrew Garfield's interactions as Spider-Man to as Peter Parker to the other Peter Parkers yeah. because he was like why why are you all so much better than me <laughs> because like arguably their movies are yeah. so much better than his so yeah. I, I just I loved it yeah no um they they come into Ned's apartment or Grandma's apartment and there's an instant where they kind of look at each other like wait what and then they fucking shoot webs at each other yeah which i was like that's cool but also why yeah did they, um, i guess their spider senses are maybe going off at each other of like threat thing is, threat threat that threat? doesn't that doesn't compute because the spider sense is only supposed to show up whenever he feels like harm is going to come to him yeah and so there's been instances where someone like dunks Gatorade on him or something, but his spider sense didn't go off because it wasn't harmful. It's not threatened. I you think it I mean? was more like, oh, you're in a Spider-Man costume. Yeah. And I know I'm Spider-Man. And, and then with the, the only other, other one, Spider-Man yeah. I've seen on screen is not you. Exactly. <laughs> I, so I think it was like just one of those. Okay. Um, But fuck, what was I going to... Now we're going to move on from Ned's apartments? Yeah. Ned's. I guess so. Uh, then they go to the rooftop of the school, I the guess. The school, that's where they find, yeah, sad, sad Pete. Yeah. And we all get the sad group hug, which was another part where I was kind of oh, like. that's <laughs> what I was going to talk about. <laughs> what? Um, how they all point out how fucking weird it is that um, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man has oh, yeah. organic And so that was something I was very interested on how this movie was going to approach because I that was obviously the big difference between what are the more traditional tellings and then how Tobey Maguire was done by Sam Raimi. So I was glad that they brought it not only brought it up but kind of went in a baby bit in depth with it. Where they're like, "Does it? Does your body like produce it naturally? Do you run out?" And he's like, "Oh shit, I did run out one time." (laughs) Technically, Um, so I really I'm glad that they did touch base on that because that was obviously one of the biggest differences between the the tellings that Mm -hmm. we would have had to kind of have figured out you know i was worried way before going into this movie i was worried that it was going to be the literal ones coming over i thought it was going to be a different version you know what i mean i didn't anticipate that they were going to be directly plucked from perfectly is still intact from that universe i thought they were going to be a little different Mm -hmm. especially when i saw so much promo art of Jamie Foxx with the arc reactor on his yeah. chest. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's why he's not blue. That's why he looks cool and not doesn't have like fucking a gap tooth or whatever. Because this is a different This electro. is a different Electro who knew a Stark and probably killed him or some shit. You That'd know what I mean? Cool yeah. as fuck. And so that's what I was anticipating going into this movie. And I thought it was going to be our Peter Parker going to those universes. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. I thought it was him going to go to Andrew's first and it was different than Andrew had left it. And maybe Andrew was there and we see him like a flashback or something and now he's dead or something. 
or whatever. But I'm so much glad we got what we got because it was so much cleaner and mm-hmm. nicer. Yeah. And it, it felt real. It felt like like these people gave a shit about those movies, even though people have torn them apart over and over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. You know? no, definitely. There was uh, so much care for every movie that it, yeah. this movie had to touch base on. You could tell they definitely gave a shit about not only the Sam Raimi films, but the amazing the Mark Webb yeah. ones as well. There was so much care and attention to detail and making sure that everything was like respected and pulled over correctly. And I was really impressed by that because that's what what a fucking act to fucking you know manage yeah. to pull off. You know, it's incredible um, that they were able to pull it so off. high wire. You know, yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at. But um. Yeah. I'm also glad that the Spider-Men that came over were not 20. Yeah. They weren't. They're, like, they're almost aged appropriately yeah, to how many aged. years it's been since exactly. their movies. I <laughs> and I, I feel like it's because they had to do that mm-hmm. because of how long ago the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were that they were like, well, might as well just make it appropriate. Honestly, you know I thought I mean? Tom McGuire looked great. And oh, I, he my did. big thing was I didn't expect to see him actually in the suit. So that was a big happy reward. Yes. And even the suit reveal where they're like, so are you going to be dressed as a cool youth pastor the entire time? <laughs> yeah. Or you got to see and he just like finally shows yeah. the suit on. I mean, I loved all that so much. I, once again, the fucking banter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really liked that they touched on the fact that in spite of being the youngest of the three, obviously Tom Holland's people Peter has been through so much more epic shit than the other two have kind of been through. And that was something I'd had someone kind of like complain on was like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, he's the least teen or he's the less tenured Parker. And I'm like, if anything, in spite of being the youngest, he's been through the most experiences. He's been to space. You know, he's fought an alien in space. You know, he talked about that. But he's never fought a lizard man. In the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. Or (laughs) but argue other men that have been augmented mentally by their you know yeah it's only so been it's, a vulture that's selfish and he has a super suit yeah. that he can break mm-hmm. you know what i mean sure. like he's never had to deal with super villains yeah and ar- arguably they have years of experience mm-hmm. oh to... especially now yeah, yeah exactly. but i thought it was an interesting balance of like exactly the ones that are more like tenured through time and our peter who in such a short time has obviously been through so much you know yeah. what i mean i thought and but I, and exactly the banter is so much fun where we get that where andrew garfield's like well fuck i just fought a guy a, a made guy of electricity in a, a lizard dude. Yeah, and a, a guy in a rhino suit. <laughs> and a fucking guy in a rhino suit. Like, why are y'all's enemies so much cooler than mine? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to fight an alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that when they finally connect and understand each other, it's yeah. through the line with great power comes great responsibility. And it throws back to earlier this week when we were talking about Spider-Man. That's how Aunt May knew peter parker yes. was peter parker yeah and i just love that that is the through line to spider-man forever even mm. if it's passed on that's to his Miles. motto we talked about it last yeah. week. exactly i mean earlier this week yeah <laughs> sorry like it's just it's perfect that that is the through line you know and it's the the tether that makes him who he is forever uh and then yeah we get the final battle pretty much after that well we get them synthesizing the mm-hmm. the cures yeah for each of them get to see him hang out as peter and then get to see him all hang out as spider-man as they kind of take on the fight i like that there was a moment where they were like well the elder two are like we've never fought on a team before and peter and young peter's like well, or peter one is yeah. what we'll have to call now <laughs> pete to peter one peter two and peter three I, I, which they're not in order for some reason yeah. but okay <laughs> i thought it was kind of a well i thought it was kind of hilarious the, well i think that they were kind of ranking them like this is how I like Spider Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so like they were kind of saying like Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom Holland has to be at the top yeah. because that's what they're currently working on. Yeah. 
obviously Sam Raimi Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire classic. Has to Andrew be Garfield. Two. He is. We're, gonna, we're just gonna. He's, yeah, he's just Spider-Man. Also Spider-Man. And he, <laughs> he happened to be Spider-Man. And he'd be the happiest to take the bronze at the end of the day. You know, you know what, what I mean? What? Like I'm happy just to be in, even invited to the show at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Have him pop Tobey Maguire's back. Yeah. You know, yeah. like which I loved. I loved that because I was like, yeah. I, I was like, him. I wonder if anybody's ever been able to pop Tobey Maguire like that <laughs> Spider-Man's back because he's so strong yeah. you know and there's not really very many people in that universe to be able to do that other than like Green Goblin yeah <laughs> or or his or a car when he falls down oh yeah Jesus <laughs> he's fallen on several cars I which think. he did use that same line in this movie he's like my back yeah <laughs> my back um yeah so the Spider-Mans they synthesize cures oh you you've, you I think you're going somewhere but yeah Tom Holland mentions that he was on the Avengers mm-hmm. yeah and they're like I don't know that's it, awesome what is that yeah, what is yeah. that but then he you know he's the one like has worked on a team before so he's like we all gotta coordinate with each yeah. other better and I liked the idea of them like not perfectly working together right in tandem because they're not they're all three the same person at the end of the day so they wouldn't you wouldn't immediately work greatly along yeah. beside yourself because you'd be trying to do the exact same thing next to each other, you know? Mm. Um, so I liked that there was even like a learning curve the characters had to go through together mid-fight, you know? It just all made it feel that much more organic and real. Yeah. Whereas in like, here's your three heroes, now watch them perfectly kick ass, you know? There was none of that, you know? Everything yeah. felt like it was actual events kind of taking place, you know? And I really appreciated the, the little nuances like that. Let's talk about some heavy hitting parts here. Um uh toby gets caught up in the center of the torch with sandman filling it up mm-hmm. um and they desynthesize sandman um then with the, a light or yeah, something <laughs> then the lizard chases uh mj and ned through the school laboratory and then back out onto the scaffolding perfect for what's coming next <laughs> yes the gwen stacy moment yes and so there's a part where uh lizards rip or tied up and he's starting to rip down some of the scaffolding mm. and then also electro's breaking some other shit mm-hmm. and so the scaffolding is falling apart and mj falls and it's exactly what we all wanted and anticipated and it still works it doesn't it doesn't feel cheap it feels earned. It feels like we yeah. really got this and it's good. And that is that Tom is swept away. And so Andrew has to go and save the day. Yeah. Even though it's, it's Andrew's hand on the poster, <laughs> not Tom's. Yeah. All that shit. Fuck it. It, it still worked. Yeah, yeah. This moment still felt beautiful and organic. And dude, he brought on the acting. All of everybody brought on their acting chops. Really great. But really, it's like Andrew Garfield was trying to make, tears happen. oh my god Bet- he is the best emo spider-man yeah. of all time because <laughs> honestly between that and even the first moment where tom holland's like you wouldn't understand what i've been through and he's like oh no bro i lost gwen and i yeah. mean like you're like fuck you know yeah. like you feel it you you're like no bro he he understands even more than this other guy funny enough somehow understand he understands mm-hmm. <laughs> the what it means to be responsible for the loss you know oh it's so good um and so he saves mj and MJ, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And then and she looks at him. And he's fucking dying of tears. And he's weeping. He's like, sweet, bro. And, yeah. and, she, <laughs> and she's like, are you okay? <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. Um, and that's when I cried. That's when I finally cried. Both, yeah. both viewings. Um, and it's fucking good. And fucking, um, where are we? So, Electro is, he has... Andrew, pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I guess the other Spider-Man could do. Oh, Tom's curing the lizard. Yeah. And I guess Toby's just trapped in sand or trapped. He's doing something he's somewhere. He's doing something. But 
Otto finally comes back and it looks like he's been turned because he grabs Andrew in some sort of way or he grabs someone some weird way and then he finally turns around and plucks the arc reactor off of, off of Max. Max's chest, yeah. And it's good. And replaces it with a much faster device than the first one yeah. they put on him. He like, must have tinkered. <laughs> he, he took it when he left and he tinkered. So with like, the first it. one yeah. used to take about five minutes, but this one's going to work instantly. Well, yeah. that, that, that was the thing. I was like, it was going to take five fucking minutes. How are they going to hold him down for five fucking minutes? <laughs> and it's just like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm out of power now. I'm like, y'all couldn't have done that the first fucking time and yeah. not given him time it's to think about it? Otto is still yeah. a crazy Otto. Yeah. He was trapped. Fucking remember, uh, sure, yeah. Aunt May was like, you want salt or tap? <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're an octopus. <laughs> God damn it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, it's so good. The banter. Yeah. Uh, the banter. And then we get fucking goddamn Green Goblin. Yeah. Gobby's back, and Peter or in P one, Tom Holland. Peter yes. is like, I'm on a murder frenzy. Your ass is getting dead. Yeah, there's a part where he like, whenever they're about to start making the cures for everybody, he puts Osborne's off to the side. He's like, so this is what we're fixing, and he puts that one over there. And yeah, like, I'm not touching that. Like one. Killing that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so Toby grabs it, and he's like, we're saving all of them, right? And Tom is like. We're saving all of them. And I was just like, dude, this is good. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking good. Yeah. And sure enough, yeah, it's it. Tom, or P1, doesn't know how to really handle Osborne, and so he picks up his glider. And we get that faltering moment. And sure, this may be the cheapest of, of moments, because it's like, you really want to believe Pete's learned not to be this way yet. Not to try and take a life or anything mm -hmm. but because he's felt great loss we've but seen I mean, him he's feel still great a kid. loss that's the thing he's still a kid mm -hmm. but he's also not yet the spider-man we get swinging across the snowy rooftops at the very end of this movie mm -hmm. and so that's why toby comes you in. also don't kill mom you know what i mean like, <laughs> that's true. god damn it <laughs> that's true and so toby jumps in and and pushes back the glider and then Green Goblin stabs Toby in the back. The only thing that was kind of like, why? Why did y'all do that? If you weren't going to literally have him die, why have him get stabbed and give us all that emotional pull in that moment? That was just kind of... I, like, I think it was good. I, it's yeah. a kind of a mechanism. low blow. Yeah. It's, it is a low blow, and it is a mechanism. But I don't think that they intended for him to die. And he had. if you watch the Sam Raimi movies, he gets stabbed so many times, you're kind of confused on how he's still alive. alive. Well, he's Spider-Man. He has no guts. He's just, this is all empty. Abdomen. Thorax. If you look at the Spider-Man comics, a lot of them that we've read and you see Spider-Man changing, he has a bunch of fucking scars. Oh, true. You know, yeah. he's always getting stabbed. Apparently. Yeah. God, what if he like lifted up his shirt and it was just spiders? <laughs> so anytime they stab him, they were just like sewing, yeah. sewing him back together. <laughs> it's just web at this point. Um, but I, I think, I think that was that was an okay plot point. I don't think it was bad. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like it because in the end, it's still teaching um, Peter Parker a lesson. Yeah. Like you can't underestimate anybody, even when you think you've already beaten them. Yeah. You know. And so Andrew throws Toby the the serum and he cures Otto or no Tom 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he, he cures uh, uh, Norm. Norman. Norm. Yeah. Norm. Yeah. Andrew he, throws Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, the cure, and he cures Norman. Cure Tom. To cure Norm. Yeah. <laughs> All these fucking names. And then uh, Norman looks up and he has like those puppy dog eyes, and this is what he says. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate no but that's how i felt i was like he's like what What have i I done what did i do this time (laughs) oh god he's like oh geez yeah he's like a guy coming out of alzheimer's or something he's like oh what have i done where did i poop this time (laughs) i love um i love toby Maguire and andrew garfield at the end just like kind of standing there and then andrew being like you're in so much pain aren't you yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah Uh, Doctor Strange comes back. He reveals that he's been over the Grand Canyon for twelve hours. He just took a good ass nap. <laughs> the other Spider Men are like, "You went to the Grand Canyon. You could have been helping." Him. <laughs> yeah. Um. By this time, the universe is ripping apart. Yes, yeah. the universe is breaking apart. We see all the other spectral forms of black cats and and fucking whoever the fuck else, shockers, whatever. Um, and then uh, Ned floats down with the cloak Kate. of levita- yeah. levitation. He's like, mm-hmm. thank you, Mr. Cloak, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Tom talks to Strange, and Strange is like, "I there's not a lot I can do. It's breaking apart pretty bad. And Tom is like, can you do the spell? And then he's like, everyone... he's like, they're only coming here because of me, right? Yeah. And he's like, everyone will forget you. And he's like, that's what we got to do. He said, we've been bros for years, bud. I'm going to forget you, bro. And he's which, like, do it, bruv. <laughs> which arguably that's the most Spider-Man thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most comic done. book thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Doctor Strange has a tear in his eye. And he's like, uh, see you later, kid. I won't know you, but I'll see you later. And he's like, all right, Steven. And he's like, fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, he's always so fucking weird, bro. That's the only non-comic book or non-Spider-Man thing that he does throughout this movie is call him Sir or Steven. He would have called him Doc yeah. or Strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would have called him Doc, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then he goes down to say goodbye to the Spider-Man. They're like, you got to go. Or I think that happens before. It doesn't matter. And then he goes and says goodbye to Ned and MJ. And at this point, this is the best relationship the the fullest relationship we've had with these characters at this point and it's time to start all over, over again. yeah <laughs> um the friendship finally feels real yeah uh, let's take it away <laughs> yes yeah how did you guys feel about all this emotional yeah to be honest but you're right i mean it felt so comic booky this felt like a spider-man story yeah. and i mean it's that ultimate sacrifice that i was that was all, I was fully invested at this point. There was nothing about it, the story of this movie up in this point that I was like, I don't know how I felt about that. I was like, this feels like Spider-Man. I yeah. mean, I, this is the, well, exactly how where Peter Parker would have ended up in these events. You know, he would have made this choice to give up everything in the mentality of like, my friends love me enough. They'll love me no matter how many times I have to reintroduce myself yeah. to them. But then even that, first states. <laughs> even that final choice to be like, well, actually, fuck that. They're all way safer if they never know who I am. Why put them through it is even more of a Spider-Man kind of yeah, choice yeah. that Peter Parker would do. So I would just, I fucking applaud it. I yeah, I applaud them for having the sight to finally give us a genuine Spider-Man film. Because that would have been my complaint mm-hmm. leading up in the two movies leading to this. Is that as good? I enjoyed them. I thought they yeah. were great movies, but they didn't feel like 
Spider-Man yeah. stories, and they really didn't feel like Peter Parker stories. Definitely. And so this has made all the difference in the world for that. I don't think I'll ever be able to watch Far From Home again and not be like, oh, fuck, we're getting into the the good the, shit. the actual Spider-Man shit. Exactly, you know? yes. So I see this all as an epic prequel to what now I have high hopes could be some great Spider-Man. We have mm-hmm. moving forward Definitely. from here on out, you know? I agree. He, um, They forget him. He goes to Aunt May's tombstone. It's like, forget about it. <laughs> He's happy. Happy's there. Oh, sorry, Sadie. Yeah, Sadie. He's like, how'd you know her? I knew her through Spider-Man. She, Spider-Man still must have worked at Feast because he's on all the promos. He's on the billboards. Mm-hmm. So obviously May had a relationship with Spider-Man. When I first watched it the first time, I was like, that's confusing. Yeah. I would have just said like, oh, I know I go to Fe- I work at Feast every now and again. Um, but then uh, he goes to see MJ and Ned at the coffee yeah. deli bodega and he realizes they've made it into school and this is the this is the time when i'm like he looks exactly like peter parker right here is when he has nothing yeah (laughs) and uh he doesn't know how to say hello goodbye reintroduce himself and it's heartbreaking and uh and then the movie ends with him we see a sewing machine we see the bright blue bright red what do you think of that final costume i loved it it's it's literally they and and if you notice both the spiders on front mm-hmm. and back are inspired by Toby and Andrew and they he is now actually Spider-Man. I just realized something because that that Mobius uh, movie there's a Morpheus or Morbius Morbius, Morbius. Yeah. Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. Um, Matrix. There's a Lawrence poster <laughs> in the background of Spider-Man and it's yeah. a completely different outfit. It's the Sam Raimi outfit. Mm-hmm. It is the Sam Raimi outfit. It is. Okay. It is. So it has the Oscorp building from Amazing Spider-Man. It has the Sam Raimi outfit, and it has murder written across it. And then it has fucking Michael Keaton from Homecoming. So Sony, this is why I didn't want Venom in this movie, because Sony is just making shit, and they don't give a fuck. They're They're Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, dude, I was about to say that. (laughs) They're fucking Brian Michael Bendis. So they're just putting shit together and they're like, people will buy that, right? (laughs) And it's like, yeah, they will, but you're confusing everybody because you don't give a shit. And so that's why I was... Maybe he's going through different dimensions in the movie. (laughs) You never know. So um, what I hope they do now is... Oh, just real quick. Yeah, Spider-Man at the very end of the movie, swinging through the snowy city. You see the Rogers musical signs everywhere and mm-hmm. shit. And you do like the I costume? I think I'm so excited because now, like I said, we're going to get Spider-Man versus, you know, Kingpin, Spider-Man versus the Punisher, Spider-Man and Black Cat, Spider- Spider-Man doing New York shit, yeah. you know? Definitely. And that's, I'm so excited for it. Daredevil. He's going to team up with Daredevil. He's going to fucking team up with Daredevil. Dude, he's going to fucking team up with Daredevil. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Oh, and he gets to interact with Fantastic Four. Do you think... I'm sure um, we'll even get, like, fucking Jessica Jones cameos and Luke and Danny Rand and all of them will probably get to show up now. Not in big part, but in small parts throughout things. Yeah. They could literally get Kristen Ritter to show up for one... She's down. She will gladly do it again. She could literally just... It could be just like the Daredevil where she walks in and be like, here's all the information you needed on that case, Matt, and then just walk out of the room and be like... "Ah, that was yeah. that was fucking but, Jessica Jones, right? But do y'all think it's going to be those characters from the Netflix shows? So that's something that they have yet to confirm, mm-hmm. and I don't think they have because to. I can. I, I don't can, think they have to, but I think they could. They I can will imagine and could. of Shang Chi taking on the Iron 
Iron no. Fist role. Now that he is him. his own name and yeah. he has his own movie, I don't think that they would. You don't think he would team him. up with Spider Man and teach him kung fu? Uh, hopefully, that's what I'm saying. But like I, that oh. kind of role. Well, he already you know what I mean? he already did that to begin with. He taught Spider Man kung fu. He's taught he. They developed spider food together. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about. <laughs> In the in movies, the MCU. In they the could, MCU. yeah. Like, I, they just do you, don't need Iron Fist. What do you, do you, no, they don't need. That's Dan what I'm Rand. saying. What do you think is more likely, Iron Fist coming back from Netflix or them using Shang Chi? I see what as you're a standing. So I don't know, because I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with Avengers from now on. I don't know. True. We don't know what's gonna happen with those Netflix properties like that. You know, is yeah. it is daredevil which is obviously the most important the only one that's going to really get brought I mean, over it was arguably the best one yeah it was i mean i not um, unarguably <laughs> yeah, there's no argument yeah um, fair enough so i don't know what they're going to do because they could definitely just have those characters and never talk about their backstory and just have them show up in She-Hulk mm-hmm. and Secret Invasion. Dude, and that's what I, I expect. I hope Punisher shows up. I'm not expecting, you know, like a Luke Cage film or Jessica Jones having right. any major role in anything. Yeah. I think it's going to be just like what we've seen like already, said, which is just uh, speed cameos of yeah. like, we still own this property. We might as well show it, you know? Yeah, this is the guy you're looking for. Yeah. Kind of thing. Especially characters like Jessica Jones and Alias and stuff that yeah. is so close to the Manhattan. Same thing that, you know, New York crime scene, you know? Yeah. Do you guys... um? Want to do ratings? Oh, fuck. We have to rate this movie, huh? Wait, do we even rate yeah, all movies? Yeah, we do. We um, rate all movies. Uh, hold on. Uh, Except for half movies. Venom shows up. Venom does show up. Um, and then he leaves. And then he leaves. But he leaves a little like, triplet of himself behind. Yeah. Yeah. And that that could be a good Punisher story where Ooh. Spider-Man has the black suit. And so Punisher turns into like the Craven kind of role where he's hunting Spider-Man. I think that would be cool. I think it would be cool if they do the... Um, Can we get John Barenthal's What was it, Spider Shadow? Yeah. Where, where Punisher's like, you're just like me now. You know? <laughs> I would Mixed love with, that. Those are both chip books. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Daredevil and Spider Shadow. Um, uh, what else? Oh, the other post credit scene was just the trailer to... Yeah. Which we can talk on a little bit, which just gave me what I had talked on, what I guess Eternals that I kind of thought, which was just the fact that I guess we're really getting kind of the what if series brought oh, to live yeah. action a little bit, at least when it comes to that evil That's Doctor Strange really what it seems like. variant yeah. that we're getting. So I was kind of blown away by that, that I was like, oh, well, this isn't where I wanted it, but I guess that makes the most sense where it would actually come up organically in an environment like that. Now I'm trying to think of what else I even thought was coming over from that before. Uh, the Watcher. Uatu. You thought, oh, I thought yeah. it was his voice at the end of the after credits scene oh. of Eternals. That's right. People, I saw a theory that people were thinking um, that Ned's going to become a villain. No. No. Yeah. I, I think, think that so we either. intentionally joked about that in this movie because that's never going to be a thing. You so know? Fair that's, enough. That's a thing in the comic books. Um, one writer was keeping the the hobgoblin like alter ego a secret mm-hmm. and so another writer when he left another writer came on and was like okay i'm just gonna make it ned leads even though it didn't make any fucking sense gotcha. and then so that other writer i think it was the falco came back and was like no he was never hobgoblin it was this, it was <laughs> just fucking, retconned it yeah, it was Kingsley the whole time. Fuck you. So, um, so it doesn't matter. Ned was a villain, kinda, until it gets retconned, and yeah. then he wasn't. And then so he wasn't. it doesn't fucking matter. And then he dies. So it 
it, it, extra doesn't matter. Oh, is he gonna die? It's all just a big <laughs> Mysterio plot. <laughs> <laughs> what if Ned isn't really Ned and it's Mysterio and Spider Man killed Ned instead of Mysterio? That would suck super ass. Um, <laughs> what if we found out his name was like Ned Osbornian or something? Osborani. <laughs> what if you we know? found out his name was Ned? Have Flanders. we even heard his last name? Yeah, Ned yeah, Flanders. In the movies, yes, they said his Flanders. last name. Oh, okay. From The Simpsons. Flam- Flambers. I was just trying to think if they'd ever actually mentioned his last name in any context in the movies. Cause... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, where do we think it's going from here? No. We already said that. Oh. Did? I think what they should do, and I've been seeing a lot of people pick this up and also have the same idea that I had at the end of watching this movie, which is um, all these like M- Morbius and Venom movies. Let's just retcon that and make it all take place in the Andrew Garfield world. Yeah. And Would, just have Andrew Garfield fight all of them. Let him be our dark really? Spider-Man. Yeah. Why that's, the what fuck people are, that's what people are really fighting like, for now. They want to see Tom Hardy go against Andrew Garfield, not Tom Holland. You know, I would much, much, much I prefer would, that. Same. I would prefer it be the Battle of the Toms. Just so I can make the joke, it's the Battle of the Toms. <laughs> and we have to get Loki in there somehow. Yeah. Tom yeah. Hiddleston. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, Hardy, Hiddleston, and Holland. It's the dude, Tom H's. Dude, the oh battle of the God. Tom H's. The Tom Hilfiger. No, no shit. And they all wear Tommy Hilfiger the whole time. <laughs> Spider-Man's like, I got a new a new outfit. I made it out of Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> the right color scheme and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's rate this movie. All right, who's going first? Okay. <laughs> so, um, what did I give? Uh, what did we do last week? We did the Hurt Locker last week. What did I give the Hurt Locker? Like a 4.2 or something. You gave the Hurt Locker a 4. Oh. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a 4.7. Nice. Yeah. I think that's very fair. I I loved the shit out of this movie. Um, a lot of it was nostalgia driven though. Mm-hmm. So that kind of hurts it. But uh, with that being said, they did so much stuff in this movie to make it original yeah and so um so that really drove this movie for me it's very i i had a lot of emotions during this movie and i just i loved pretty much every single minute of this movie i'm really bummed out i didn't get to watch it a second time before doing this podcast but But you're gonna be seeing it again in the theater oh pretty shortly i'm gonna be seeing it again yeah yeah definitely like today um no not today okay but probably (laughs) probably within this week so I'm really I'm really excited to watch it again. Um, but yeah, no, 4.7. I definitely recommend watching this movie if you guys haven't already, even though it's February. <laughs> I think this comes out in January. It comes out in February. It does? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it comes out, uh, if, if my records are co- uh, correct, it comes out January 21st. Yeah, we'll it's basically February already. <laughs> so why don't, why don't you guys rate it? Um, so... This is not my favorite Spider-Man movie. Okay. Dang. Uh, my favorite is Into the Spider-Verse, always will be. It's not because it's Miles. It's because it's the most true to those characters. I was going to those... say that fucking same Sorry, thing. Funny I was, <laughs> was going to start my whole thing. <laughs> um, it is it is most true to the characters as any movie or iteration on screen has ever been, ever. Mm. And so I, I really adore that movie and it looks great and it's fucking awesome and it's so much fun. 
Um, but this movie did impossible things I thought would not have been possible. When I realized that Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina were, would be in this movie, I was like, this movie is either going to be a shit show or some more Spider-Man I don't care to watch. Um, and instead, it surprised me every turn of the way, and it fulfilled so much more than I had ever seen happening mm-hmm. or, or seen possible to to. You know, it's just it's better than expectations. Yeah, right. Way better than expected. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to give it a 4.8. Okay. Nice. Nice. 4.8. It's right where I was going. And under basically under the same exact reasoning you did, which is that Into the Spider-Verse is like, I mean, I think that's a, one of the movies I'd probably give a 5.0 because I would have a hard time finding shit to complain about that movie. I think it's so perfectly done it's it stands on its own two feet so well and gives anybody what they need to know about spider-man and a quick beautiful animated story i mean it's an animated movie for everybody and that's an even greater you know thing to have succeeded in so it is kind of the standard for spider-man and so i'm so excited to see where it's going to go um but this movie once again did things that i don't think any of us expected there was so much we knew was going to happen in this movie there was so much that was already essentially spoiled for us and so you know like tommy mcguire and andrew garfield being in it was not news that we weren't expecting and yet even still when we got it we got i believe more of it than we expected for sure and in such better fashions than we could have ever expected all the the time we got with them just getting to hang out and talk with each other i think was greatly unexpected for us and was a fucking huge blessing because it would it's what made this movie exactly a tear-jerking wild ride you know and so i really loved it but um yeah i just the only issue i see with it is that it really just can't stand on its own feet it requires watching seven Mm -hmm. movies before it to get the full the full effect. the full effect yeah. you know so. sure you can watch the other two holland movies mm-hmm. and maybe what is it civil war and you'll mm-hmm. be good to watch this movie well and i would argue in at least Endgame because you need oh, tony stark's true. death to yeah. even feel yeah. those weights you know and well, you can't watch Endgame without infinity, infinity war, war. <laughs> and so you already have to watch a whole fucking shitload of movies There's just like to understand movies, the tom yeah. holland shit in this movie but to really get the grasp of it you also have to watch the other oh, movies i i really uh enjoy the fact that you guys loved uh into the spider-verse but uh-huh. um we're talking I, about I just <laughs> I just don't see what it has to do with this movie <laughs> because it's hard to say such high praise about this movie without saying like it's not as it's not our favorite Spider-Man movie. There's still a Spider-Man movie that's been put out in the last you know and and because we've years. all seen Into the Spider-Verse, we can't it, retroactively praise. No, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> we can't retroactively show it's that just we've very the other one of 5.0 it's just very backhanded of y'all it is it, it is, is a little bit <laughs> yeah. um but it's more yeah it's just like comparing your you know yeah. your apples you know oh boy i don't compare my apples when they're listening to each other Fair okay enough. so <laughs> what next a, week yeah Go ahead. Oh, are you? Are you going to ask? What we're I was trying to kind of like lean. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the same direction. Next week, we're going to be talking about Two Ghosts in the Shells, oh. the original mm. animated feature from 1995 and the Scarlett Johansson remake. She didn't direct it, but no. she's in it. She's in it. She's um, the ghost in the shell. How long is the animated feature? I don't know. Like All an right, hour hours. and 50. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to be watching both of those films. So come back for that next week. I think we're also going to be grading those separately. Yeah. Like we did for Unforgiven and the, what was it? Uh, 
perfect blue and paprika yeah i think we'll definitely be kind of talking on like live action adaptations of anime and especially american live uh, Mm -hmm. adaptations of anime yeah uh you know the cowboy bebop show just came out not too long ago so it's interesting to see oh, uh, death note had uh, he, uh an american and remake. i think it's even getting a sequel in that well, movie supposedly the, the original promised a sequel so oh, okay yeah sure <laughs> uh, what's it called so it's just interesting to see oh to kind of talk on elite scene. battle angel is another oh, american sure. mm. it's gonna be neat to see uh one that's kind of got such a big age between it you know what i mean yeah it's like, oh, sure. it's like 20 years between the when the source material is written and then when it was actually or when the original movie came out and then the remake yeah. you know coming out so much later it's gonna be neat to see the differences they chose to make and yeah. the ways that we definitely uh, americanized it you know so yep. can't wait for that yeah so come back and uh hang out with us yeah we'll be we'll be ghosts and shells so we'll see y'all then we'll see y'all on another time bye guys bye guys bye we found our way home Fuck. Can I do this?